Now, she is um, Dynamic DNA co-founder, right? Director. Definitely. Award-winning. Should I carry on? <laughs> the list is too long. <laughs> it's too long. Thank you. Thank Listen, you. welcome on Macro Party Nights. And thank you for making time for joining me this evening. Thanks for having me. So straight up to it, um, a couple of questions that I want to ask you before we get now to the main you know, conversation. I mean, why and where does this passion come from of you just helping you know people i mean you could have chose to do something else than you know trying to help people out definitely i could have but um with my history i've always been within the skills development space and empowerment space and it made critical sense to me when i started seeing a skills gap and shortages of skills within the ict space that i um, come through and um, see opportunities that um, would obviously close that skills gaps that's when i started dynamic dna um, Dynamic DNA is an institution that specializes in closing of the skills gaps, assisting companies to obviously leverage off triple B E points and um, getting a return on investment by training unemployed youth, but also their own employees to actively participate within the work integrated um, space as well as um, the fourth industrial revolution, which is pretty cru- crucial. Now we're gonna we're gonna broad, uh, broaden that conversation out so that you understand it more clearly. Um, what she's trying to say to you, but first, you know how difficult, right? How difficult is finding, you know, or placing individuals in any of the sectors you are currently challenging? Yeah. So placing students, if you are doing it right and training them for the right skills and training them for the right job roles that are scarce within the market, it should be practically easy. Mm. But for other people, they're finding it very difficult because of how they're running their programs. If you're only focusing on only the academic part of it and not blending in practicals and the workplace component and work readiness programs, then it does become very um, difficult to place them. I have partners that um, I partner with um, within the space um, of ICT as well as other industries, um, but also the government that plays a vital role into funding these students. Um, so it's a, collaborat- a co- collaboration that does take place in a partnership. If you don't have those, then it does become very hard to place these students. Now, do you think that by any chance, you know, there's a possibility that, you know, South Africa can find a solution to the current problem, the current unemployment prog- uh, problem in this country? Oh, definitely. It does start with education. All right. Um, I know a lot of people, it does sound a lot of cliched saying education is part of the key, but... Um, Infusing education as well as a scarce skill, um, if you infuse those two, definitely unemployment will eradicate and will get um, reduced. But then what, what, is, what is, I mean, through your own research, what is killing the employment rate? I mean, where are we losing the plot here? What is the actual problem? Is it, is it investments? Is it, would you say it's the financial side? Or would you just say, you know, it's just laziness? Because I feel like we're losing the plot somewhere. In order for employment to die, mm. and especially at this rate that we're flying at, mm. I mean, there must be somewhere where we're missing a step. <laughs> um, to me, honestly, uh, where I see we are missing the step is infusing technology within the education space, right? Um, it's also, uh, like I mentioned before, education is key. So if we don't start education from uh, educating students from a young age, 
um, with regards to technology, it does become very hard for them to um, actively participate within the fourth industrial revolution, mm. which is where we are right now. Mm. And um, as far as unemployment is concerned, there's a lot of ba- um, a lot of barriers that um, surround it, which I won't. Uh, it's, it's a conversation for yeah. another day, really. But with the with with the reason why we're here, it's to make sure that um, that unemployment rate does get reduced mm. by forging real partnerships with clients. That'll, that'll assist them to get a return on investment, which is something we'll discuss a lot more in depth. Who is PM? What, is, what does PM even stand for? Who's PM? PM stands for Prudence Mabitela. Mm, where does she come from? <laughs> so Prudence Mabitela comes from Soweto. Um, I'm from Pimville. I'm 29 years old of age. Um, obviously, like you mentioned, I'm the Dynam Guinea's um, executive mm. as well as co-founder of it but also a board member and um, part of the Pan-African Chamber of Commerce's directors um, specializing in the Women Entrepreneurship Center. Um, a person that's very passionate about giving back to the community that I come from and community within the SA space but also very passionate about technology and mm. the fourth industrial revolution. Um, I believe in women and youth empowerment and um, it's something that's pretty close to my heart, hence I started an institution that focuses on training the youth, but also primarily focusing on assisting companies to bridge their ICT skills gaps. Now, now I guess the big question is, you know, everybody can wake up in the morning and start a company and say, hey, I want to help somebody. I mean, why do you guys exist? So the reason why we exist, like I mentioned, it's to make sure that we bridge that ICT skills gaps within organizations, but most importantly, to eradicate unemployment within the country. I know it sounds like a big mission, but myself and the team are really passionate about it. And we make sure that the skills are imparted to the students. And these skills are the skills that are needed within the industry. Um, what I always say to people is um, we are skills orientated we make sure that um, this, the learners understand from what the industry wants we bring in the industry into our institution and they give them projects they give them the skill that is needed and we train people to get into job roles so we not only generalize the type of training that they'll get into but it's job specific I mean as 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 a you know as being part of the youth listening right now or as a parent that have got you know a kid that's struggling to find a job how do you find these 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 students how do you get them in how do you bring them home and you know I guess the big question is I'm hearing you right now but how do yeah. you find me Yes. Or how do I find you? Yes. So there's two parts to it. Like I mentioned, there's the corporates that are involved. So the corporates would be the ones that actually um, spend their triple B skills development spend mm. uh, towards a 51% black female owned business. Mm. And they would enlighten us and tell us the type of skills that they would want from a business perspective. And then we would train and find unemployed youth which is the other aspect of it and there's an abundance of it we got stats um, not so long ago from stats to say that there was an unemployment rate of 29% which has increased in the mm. country so there's there's always individuals that are applying through our platforms social media um, through our email accounts um, always applying to, uh, to to want to participate within our learnership or bursary programs mm. but 
uh, over and above that, we also go into schools and we do um, um, career days in, to enlighten them more about technology. Because if you think about the townships, you know, um, a lot of females and, 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 and I mentioned females because I'm so passionate about uh, female mm. development. Mm. Um, telling them about what technology is about, sh- um, make, uh, ensuring that they dream more and they and, and they're creative and 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 that there is a space for them within the technology space. So now I I also so the courses you offer, what kind of courses are they? Because you know we. I don't know. I'm here. I'm studying marketing, but yes. to be honest with you, it's looking at the future. I don't think you know my degree is going to help me because then I'm going to end up working at Shoprite Checkers, for example. 100%. I mean, what courses do you offer that you know will advance me into into the future? Yes. So. Uh, one thing that I do need to mention is that our courses are accredited with the MICTC as well as the Department of Higher Education and Training. So our courses that we offer are technology-based, um, coding, web development, systems development, different levels um, from level four up until level six. And we also offer course, courses that are internationally accredited. And that's with CompTIA, with Microsoft, and now with AWS, um, which is very exciting. Not only are we nationally accredited, but also internationally accredited. You know, I'm, a, I'm an Einstein fan, right? And I, 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 there's a quote by him where he says, um, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. So, how different is your thinking? Yeah, the, di- the the thinking definitely is different because the approach that we take is different. We know and understand that the youth that we're dealing with always are interacting with technology. So, when you have to bring them into a classroom, you do need to change the method of delivery. The approach that you need to take does need to entail um, an integration and a blended learning approach and a lot of projects that Mm. are taken into account a lot of skills that is imparted to these students but i think most importantly ensuring that there's always an innovation innovative approach and a creative approach taken into account but also them solving social ills you know so we make sure that when they're developing something there's, there's there's obviously a thought process taken into account they're solving something that is related to a social ill Hello, hello, hello. hello. <clears throat> uh, you're speaking here with uh, one of the unemployed youth uh, hearing about uh, uh, this program. I just have one question there. Um, with with all of this institution around um, South Africa, we've got a lot of them that are running programs uh, which are accredited by CETA or by International. What, what, what makes uh, 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 Dynamic DNA as we have had dynamic DNA uh, different in delivering because uh, we, we usually uh, just go for trainings, trainings, one training after the other. You end up not having jobs. So what, 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 what is the difference that they are offering that dynamic DNA that uh, uh, gives us a chance to break into the market? Thank you. Sure, interesting question. Um, so from a dynamic DNA perspective, there's a lot that we do, a lot of exciting things. And I always tell my staff that um, we need to incorporate that fun element. And the fun element should also include the skills that is given to the youth. 
Um, but most importantly, we make sure, like I mentioned earlier on, that we are training people to go into specific job roles. So uh, in our ecosystem, we already are partnered up with um, host employers, with lead employers, with companies that will, uh, will place these students in. But I think one thing that is very different from our angle is that we make sure that these students are job ready from a soft skills perspective, a social skills perspective, but also understanding of the entrepreneurship side. Um, we make sure that we give them enough skills to start their own businesses. So they not only think as employees, but also as employers. I heard that you guys said that for IT and all that stuff, um I do have IT experience and all that stuff, but the main thing is my hearing aid is a big problem and I'm battling to find a, a job. Um, I did a lot of interviews and they take one look at my hearing aids and then they just rejects, reject me. Um, I don't know if this qualifies as a valid question, but you can always just let me know. Sure, it definitely does qualify. So from a dynamic DNA perspective, and I know from a client perspective, there is no discrimination against anyone who's disabled or not. Um, so if you want us to assist you, I think you can email us on inquiries at dynamicdna.co.za. We'll be able to assist. Hi guys, uh, Mac and Prudence. I'd like to just pose a question, obviously, to Prudence. Um, I'm from the Free State, to be specific, in Vacom. And my my question is is that um, if I were to want to start the kind of work that you are doing, Prudence, what do you reckon one should uh, start with, you know? I think definitely what you do need to start with is um, understanding of the skills development framework. Um, but um, I would like to say that as Dynamic DNA, we're going to be having a national footprint and we're coming to Welcome. So um, you can email us as well and inquiries at dynamicdna.co.za and um, we'll be in touch as soon as we come in there to give you a detailed understanding of how to start your own business within the skills development space. Listen, so I did promise you that we're going to get to the opportunities, you know, section um if you're a business and you really want to jump um jump on with dynamic dna um, we'll get to that next a quick one before because i need to sort out my adverts um as a small business what options do we have to fund these learners um we can use the skills however the economy is a bit stagnant at the moment so do we partner up with dynamic dna and how do we partner up with dynamic dna that's the question that i received right now yes so a lot of my clients actually because i actually come from the corporate space and i understand that um, as much as companies want to participate and um, close their skills gaps they don't have a lot of money to actually bring in so we make sure we we can um, we have the end-to-end -end solution whereby we partner up with um, various government institutions and we source funding on your behalf in order to make sure that your ICT skills gaps are closed. Obviously, she says she deserves a beauty sleep. Oh, wow. <laughs> there is no time to sleep in this country. Not now. Maybe later. Maybe later. Eh? 
later, brother, it's not now, yeah? No time to sleep yes. because there's a lot of people that we do need to empower and yes. we do need to close that skills gaps for our company, for the clients. Tell them. Yes. man. Don't be shy. <laughs> now, if you didn't know, today fewer than 1% of uh, African children leave school with basic coding language. Right now, what is 4IR and why 4IR? Yeah. So, 4IR is the fourth industrial revolution, right? Um, maybe let me start with the third one so mm. people understand. That was the, the phase of um, computing and when internet was really introduced to us. Mm. Now, the fourth industrial revolution is that integration of robots with people. And that's what I always say. Um, it's that digitalization that has come into play. Um, and it's, it's an exciting and innovative way of making people work smarter. You know, um, an example of it, a clear example is now with um, McDonald's. When you go into McDonald's, you interact with a robot. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> you know, there, there was a human being before where you'd interact with them and they would take your order, but now there's a robot that you interact with, and um, you know, up until the payment stage. But doesn't that kill though the employment rate? Because now, obviously, I don't want to mention this company. I, I just, you know, I was surfing through the net and I just realized that this, there's a company, actually, a very massive company that just retrenched right now because they're moving into that whole digital space. Yeah. So, uh, to me, there's two parts to it. You know, the fourth industrial revolution does be, be, uh, bring in a displacement of jobs. Mm. These are current jobs. But it also brings forth opportunities for new roles to be created. You know, um, an example is um, someone who would have been working within the financial space now being integrated into fintech. Mm. Um, and their role now becoming a financial robotics developer, as an example. So other job roles and opportunities are emerging. It's all about upskilling and reskilling and skilling the unskilled to get into the fourth industrial revolution. So what you would actually suggest now, heading into the future, you would actually suggest that instead of going in to study the old school way I should rather focus on something that will you know empower me into the whole 4IR revolution um not entirely so I would say make sure that you do enough research as to which type of roles currently exist and which type of roles might exist in the future. We are all talking about the future of work and we don't know where it stands then, but we do know where it stands right now. So I would also tell them to make sure that they integrate technology within their lives um, do a lot of research, utilize the internet effectively and not just regarding social uh, the social life, but also understanding where technology is going and upskilling themselves within their own personal capacity in order to be relevant so i mean i'm going to ask you now this question um how because we are so back in this country right in fact africa in general we're so back in terms of technology Mm. and what it'll probably take us about 10 years to catch up Mm. with overseas Mm. um do you think that we should this process needs to be you know we have to speed it up right now 
Oh, definitely. We do need to speed it up because compared to other countries, um, we are way behind and if we're still st- um, and stagnant, not moving with the times, we might find ourselves now 20 years down the line talking about the fourth industrial revolution yeah. again, whereas other countries would probably be in their sixth. So I think it's very important to move with the times like now. So I, th- I think, uh, you know, from my personal side, I would say one of the most perfect examples would be agriculture. Right? Farming has like literally moved into the digital age. And in fact, agriculture is moving faster than anything. As much as so many banks are now, you know, moving into being automated and you can make get your services online or through the apps and whatever. That's why we're seeing such, you know, a, a massive rate of unemployment in the country. So... Would you say dynamic DNA is the solution to the problem? Definitely, definitely it is. Um, I have a campaign that is currently running that is called 4IR for Her. Mm-hmm. This is us fostering the inclusivity of women to participate within the technology space. And if you are doing an example of farming, a lot of females... Mm-hmm go into the farming space so we want to make sure that a lot more women participate into the technology space um stats say that two out of five women actually do stem type of qualifications and if you think about that that means there's a smaller pool of candidates that actually qualify to go into technology so our main goal is to make sure that um, a lot more female participate within the fourth industrial revolution all right so one more time prudence i'm gonna let you go right now how do we get in touch with you and where can we find you you can find us on our different social media platforms so we are available on facebook social um on Instagram, YouTube, you can find us on LinkedIn. Um, you can just Google us and Dynamic DNA. Our website details are www.dynamicdna.co.za. You can also find me on LinkedIn, um, Prudence Mabizela. And um, our contact details 011-759-5940. And any one of our team members will be happy to assist.